stay in the course, you know, it's, it's my thing to him every day. It's like, Hey man, it's, it's hard. And the benefits don't come for, for years. You know, you're not going to get that slight turnaround of, of, Oh, well I'm working hard now. Why can't I feel better? It's like, man, you got to stay that course for years before you're, you're comfortable. Welcome to another episode of on your lead. A point man in the military leads from the front, making the path clear and safe. My goal is to provide a point person or guide for you to follow to help you build confidence and locate the next steps you need to take to achieve the life you want. My hope is that you take those steps, then join us on the show to share your success so we can all follow on your lead. Welcome to another episode of On Your Lead. Uh, I've got with me today a fellow Marine, Evan Younghog. How are you doing, Evan? I'm doing all right, Dad. How are you? Dude, I'm wonderful. Thank you for jumping on. Thank you for sharing a little bit of your story. I know we were talking just just the other week at uh, it's, it's your niece's birthday party, who is just friends with with my son, and, and we were just kind of chatting. And, and you shared some pretty amazing stuff that I just wanted to jump in, and I asked you to be a part of it. So I, I appreciate you jumping in and share a little bit about your story. And before we get into any of that. I would love for everybody else that's listening just to get to know you a little bit. You you were in the Marines from 2012 to 2016. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. Did my four. What? Did your four? Like so many of us. What what sparked you to yeah. join the Marines? And, and what, what did you do in the Marines? Yeah. Um, the Marine Corps portion of it kind of goes back for a long way. I was actually just had the calling, man. Wanted to get into it. Wanted to do it my whole life. Actually ended up going to play college baseball for a little while. So delayed my entry into it kind of when that fell off. I was actually hanging out with a neighbor of mine who was from Camp Pendleton area. So he grew up with Marines and things like that. And he's like, dude, join the Marine Corps. You're perfect for it. And I walked into the uh, recruiting office and met with a guy. I was 21 years old at the time, kind of knew what I wanted to do. And I shipped out freaking a month and a half later, just something that I had to kind of oh, wow. get off my chest and didn't want to join any other branch, you know, because if you're going to do it, you might as well do it, you know. Might as well go all in. Yeah, right. dude, so you went off and what did you do in the Marines? Yeah, so I actually went open contract, you know, like all the uh, people who don't know what to do with their lives and uh, believe all the hype of a recruiter, right? And then about... <laughs> I guess they drop your jobs like month two of the uh, the boot camp, um, and they actually gave me data, okay. which is a it's a com um, MOS, but there's a there's a different side of it that's data, just because my ASVAB scores happen to be really high, so they give you computers, which um, you know ignorance is is great. I had no idea that Marines even used computers, to be honest. <laughs> so I actually ended up yeah, writing a letter home to my did. mom. <laughs> No, right? Yeah, you, there's no need for them, right? But yeah, yeah and I'm just joking. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> a letter home to my mom, and I'm like, what the heck is this MOS? Like, what am I going to be doing? And she wrote back, like, oh, you're going to be doing computers. And it was like, no, that's not what I wanted to do in the Marine Corps. You know, I didn't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Ended out, ended up working out great, man. Went and, you know, I just gave it my all and did whatever I could. I ended up graduating first in my class, got sent into uh, Ninth Com Battalion, Camp Pendleton. And from there, uh, just kind of did my thing for a year or so. And then I actually got nominated by my senior NCOs to go serve as the General's Com Marine. So I served under Lieutenant General Tulin and then Sergeant Major Green, who actually ended up becoming uh, Sergeant Major of the Marine Corps later, who 
one of the best guys I've ever met in my life. Super wow. cool. The exposure was incredible. Um, I, I served under General Tulin for a year. Um, got to do a lot of traveling with him, a lot of his personal security detail and training that, you know, a normal comm Marine doesn't get to do. I got to go do driver's course um, and things like that just because, you know, when his regular driver maybe was on leave or something, you had to have a secondary um, and I got to be his secondary. Uh-huh. Basically just ran his comm stuff. So I was setting up, you know, secret and top secret and, you know, nipper on class lines for him to be okay. working and up and you know, in communications, wherever we went, wherever we traveled. Then after that, got a call from my gunny who I, who I dropped into the fleet with. Um, he's like, Hey man, we're deploying. You want to go? And I was like, hell yeah, send me over. Let's, let's do this. So I ended up joining the 15th Mew came and became a platoon sergeant and deployed with Marines over there. And again, I was just really good at, at comm. So actually, uh, I was working with a recon gunny who basically had me teaching all of his guys had to run this. Um, it was a single kit. They called the grip kit. It's a Pelican case with everything you need for a secret network, satellite, email, you know, radio, everything you need for an, for a classified network. Uh, and I actually got lucky enough that when we dropped in, we, we dropped in right outside. Of, um, we had, we had one unit, you know, on the other side of, of Yemen. And then we were kind of on the other, you know, on the Djibouti Africa side, and basically help facilitate some some operations in Yemen um, with them. But, you know, I, I got to train with them every day. It was actually, I mean, it was one of the luckiest things that I've ever done. So I deployed with Ninth Com and then just kind of got scooped up and hung out with Recon <laughs> for nice. four months in the desert, man. It was great. So, and then uh, kind of transitioned, you know, when I was overseas there, um, I had, you know, my, my daughter, Brinley, was going to be about 11 months old when I got home. Um, and I had always wanted to be a MARSOC Marine. So I, I actually had my package filled out for that. Uh, me and the corporal that I went over there with, Barella, we filled out our, our packages. I mean, I had mine signed off by a lieutenant colonel and a three-star general. I was a shoe-in. Just kind of got the, the te- you know, the email from my wife that was like, hey, I, you know, I support this decision. I just want you to know, you know, you've been gone 26 out of the 49 months, you know, you're going to be in the Marine Corps coming home to a one-year-old. I just want you to make sure, you know, this, this is the right choice for us. And I back you up. She was extremely supportive of me. Kind of just sat in the desert for a week and thought about it, you know, and just kind of made my decision that it was time to transition out and, and come home and, and be a father, you know, and, and, you know, come back to the family. So I ended up getting out a month and a half after, after we rotated back from from our pump. So, um, and, and at that time, had yeah, you met your daughter, yeah. Brin- Brinley? Had you, had you met her before then? Yes. Or were you, did she, was she born while you yeah, were gone? Uh, okay. No, I got to hang out with her for a month and a half before we left. So she was okay. pretty new to the world. And then my wife went back. She moved back to Colorado and lived with my father in law. You know, it's, it's kind of funny because Brinley thought, uh, you know, my father in law was her dad. Um, it was, oh, it wow. was very, surreal to see how terrified she was of me and how latched on to my father-in-law Kurt Brindley was because she saw him every day. He was home every day. He was with her every day. He was a fatherly figure, obviously to my wife and to her. So mm-hmm. um, that was a little bit of a transition getting used to. So, and that had to, but I was, if that had impacted your decision at all, but that couldn't have, if you made the choice before you even came back, 
that's still, I wonder, did that reinforce that you made the right decision? Yeah. You know, Thad, this is kind of where I get into the the problem that we kind of all face, right? Um, there's there's two faces to this. I thoroughly enjoyed my time in the Marine Corps. Um, I, I yeah. loved it. It was rewarding, you know, and, and I had that kind of that want of more, you know, um, I heard you mm-hmm. talking to, um, I believe it was Jose, previous guest that you had on here that was talking about, you know, you got your fill and they got theirs, right? Me, I'm not sure that I, that I got my fill, you know, fully just because, you know, I, I think I could have been a lifer pretty easily. However, okay. now that I'm out and where I'm at now and years later, and I've actually accepted these things and found my new purpose, which was a pretty big thing. I definitely made the right decision, right? I mean, it was it was the thing to do for me and my family. How? And I, but I, I'm very excited to get to where you're at now. But just knowing you said you didn't feel like you had your fill, even though you did make that that decision to get out. How was that transition out? If you don't mind sharing, uh, you know, it was weird. I had just come back from deployment, so you know, my wife will tell you that I was extremely different. I obviously we don't we don't notice that stuff that we're different that we're we're changed. You know, you're mm-hmm. in country or doing whatever you're doing at high intense levels for seven eight months. You come home and and it's just a different feeling. So the transition was was pretty rocky. You internalize a lot of things. And, and, you know, I didn't really want to tell my wife, you know, what, what we had been doing, you know, where we were at things that you see, it didn't feel like it was really the place of me to tell my wife those things, you know, and there's still Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff that I probably didn't, haven't told my wife, you know, but, uh, you know, we're growing through that, but it took us a good year. Um, I think for us to kind of get back melded and and mushed together you know and and we had a brand new baby you know we didn't have a home um we were living Mm -hmm. with with my father-in-law and i was trying to find a job and just a hellish time you know of our lives at that moment so it took a while and i can only i mean any one of those things isolated by themselves would be a very difficult thing to deal with you know having a kid just that alone just flips life on itself, but coming back from from everything you were doing, making this big life decision, not having a, a steady, I could see it all uh, as being a tough thing to to deal with. And uh, what do you what are you currently doing now? I own a general contracting company. We do construction, been doing that for about five years now. Only a year on my own. Um, I had a business partner. You know, it ended the way business partnerships end in a nasty divorce of craziness and. Uh, Actually, the best thing that's ever happened to me, to be honest. Um, so I started okay. my own thing uh, March of last year. Oh, okay. Why was it the best thing ever? There's things that people do that, you know, that aren't with your vision, you know, and, and you don't really notice that they're not really with your vision until you can actually kind of employ your vision and see it come to fruition and and the happiness that that brings. You know, if you're being pushed into somebody else's kind of vision, you know, and, and it's like, ah, uh, that's not really what I, ha- I had in mind, you know, then it, it takes a little bit of that reward away from you. And just, you know, the different people that you are, you always expect your partner is going to work as hard as you do. And sometimes it, it doesn't work out that way. So. Yeah. <laughs> not everybody operates in the same way that, that we do can be a, can be a tough lesson too. I'm glad you're on the, yeah. the positive side of that though. We talked about it and, and you had mentioned, cause I had overheard that you were talking about doing some stuff over uh, 
in Africa, that you had been looking at doing different things. Uh, what did that look like? Yeah, man. So basically, I've, I've been struggling for for the years to kind of find my my next purpose. You know, somebody to help. I just uh, I've always kind of looked at myself as somebody who, if if I'm healthy and, and willing, then there's people that aren't as healthy or happy that. That if I'm in a good spot where I'm at, I, I need to be out doing something for somebody else. It's actually funny enough, I was listening to another podcast um, and they had the machine gun preacher on there, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and he's still over in Africa doing his thing. And he runs a security, a security company over there, you know, to help kind of get orphans to his orphanage and things like that. And it just hit me. It's like, well, I've done work in Africa. I know Africa easy transition let's let's get into that and start doing that you know and of course you always have that that back end feeling of again i'm going to leave my family here at home while i mm-hmm. you know go get my fix um which you know i'm i'm a i'm a godly guy uh you know i prayed about it thought about it you know and and it really it just it didn't feel right you know and then honestly you know when we talked you and i talked i didn't really hit me that, hey, there's a lot of purpose you can do, you know, here that has huge reaches of, you know, the veteran community or, you know, people that are struggling here. And if you're struggling with it, there's a ton of other guys that are struggling with with what, you know, what I'm going through, right? I think a, a huge portion of what we struggle with is, you know, when you put on that uniform and you're in the service, it doesn't matter what kind of guy you are or girl in, in the service, you know you're still doing something really big, you know, and, and you mm-hmm. feel that you get that reward of just, just being there ready to answer the call whenever you can and and that type of thing. And then you get out and I think your purpose is, is extremely lacking. It's like, okay, so now I go to a job nine to five, I make my money. What next, you know, where do I get my, 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 you know, where do I get my next goals, my happiness, my reward? And for me, it, I mean, it's been six years since I've been out and I'm just now kind of finding out that there's a lot of things that I can do here with my family that are great things and that are big things. So, you know, really, I mean, this is kind of new to me Um, when we spoke the other day and you told me kind of what you were doing and how you were, were kind of helping the veteran community. It just hit me. It's like, well, I have three veterans that I hired, you know, I've helped one of them immensely, right? Mm-hmm. Why can't I make this more of a, a generalized helping community, right? And we can kind of, you know, center towards veterans and getting them jobs and purpose. And also, you know, the thing you never get out of out of anything in the civilian life is that camaraderie, right? I mean, yeah. You're not going to be sitting there talking to your coworker for nine hours straight about every piece of their entire life because you got nothing else to do. You know, working next to other veterans and just being able to have that kind of back and forth and that that um, you know kind of that crass way we talk and we are and the respect we have for one another and being able to relate back to things that we've done and different pasts and things bringing that into the, into the workforce is no different. Um, and it kind of gives us a, I guess, a release, you know, that we can show up to work and and know that, you know, we're all here, you know, we're still struggling together. We're, you know, that's part of the military is, is great as, you know, you, you all struggle together, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> it sucks, but that's what makes it great, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm trying to 
kind of push that mentality into into my employees and and the guys that I'm hiring and and just that brotherhood, you know, you can still have it, you know, when you're out, even with, you know, people who aren't veterans, you know, they, they want to be a part of something too. Everybody wants to be a, a part of something. And if you make it an inclusive part of something, it, it just feels a little better having to go to work. Yeah. Well, and I love that. And that's what sparked this whole, you know, bringing you on board because I, man, you're, you know, how many people are, how many veterans do we have that are, that are in your shoes right now? And you looking out to say, okay, I could maybe go help these other people when the reality is you've got some impressive stories of where you're legitimately helping people right now that it's very impressive. I mean, you're helping veterans right now doing some pretty amazing things. And I think there is a lot of purpose and a lot of meaning behind that. Do you mind sharing kind of one of those? I know we had talked about a little bit beforehand what that story is. What what are you doing right now to help out a veteran? Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, without getting too into the weeds, just, you know, respect for him and his and his story. Just had a, a guy that, that was really struggling with a lot of the stuff that, you know, that a lot of veterans struggle with, a lot of PTSD, a lot of hate, you know, a lot of things that were really just fogging his brain, you know, and then you add alcohol onto that, you know, and there's really not a whole lot of guys that are just there in your face, you know, like, dude, take the bottle out of your hand. There's hope later, you know. So in this particular case, you know, basically took took him, you know, as a guy I care about, uh, you know, immensely. I've known him for shoot fourteen years now. Uh, he stepped in as as a lance corporal with me, so he was you know one of my baby marines, and just uh, was kind of you know floating around, you know, doing the thing that we all do. He's working his ass off, he's getting paid, but it's like, man, I, what's my purpose? Where am I going? What am I doing? living with people that weren't helping and didn't understand, you know, you can talk to people to your face is blue, but you're never going to talk to people the way you talk to people who have been through what you've been through, or at least some of what you've been through. And I think it's a part of our culture is we don't want to talk about it because, you know, you're, you're told throughout your whole career in in the military, Hey, you're fine. Suck it up, shut up, do your job, mm-hmm. do your job. And, and we get that crassness about us that, you know, you'll, you'll tell war stories when you're drinking beers, you know, everybody will, but you're laughing and you're enjoying that time. You're not really discussing like I hurt here or I like this bothers me to my core. And then we just started kind of getting into those conversations, getting into those deep, you know, where, where are you at with your head? You know, what's going on? What do you need? And then I ended up man, just, just basically begging him. It's like, dude, I don't know where I'm going to be in a year, but I know that you'll be better off, you know, if we can do this together and let's get through this together. So I ended up bringing him over, bought a bought a trailer uh, for him, place to live that he's obviously paying back through his work, you know, but gave him his own space, you know, and and really just stay in the course, you know. It's it's my thing to him every day. It's like, hey man, it's it's hard, and the benefits don't come for for years. You know, you're not going to get that slight turnaround of of, oh well, I'm working hard now. Why can't I feel better? It's like, man, you got to stay that course for years yeah. before you're you're comfortable. You know, working out. It's a big thing for all of us that for some reason when we get out of the service, we all forget that. We like lifting weights and crap, man. I mean, we get lazy and, oh, I can't work out at 5 a.m. I don't want to be, I didn't like being up at 5 a.m. doing that crap back then. Why would I do that now? And it's like, man, shut up, get up, yep. work yep. out, do your Go routine. Do You'll feel better. Go do it, man. And that's, that's kind of my, 
I guess the background thought I have with him is just, you know, with all, with all my guys, it's like, man, I get it. We all, we all struggle, but you need to pull yourself out of that struggle or you're going to be in that struggle forever. And what are you, what do you do every day to actively pull yourself out of that, that guilt and that shame and that anger? Cause if you're not, it will, it will take you over and it will easily take you over because it's heavy. Sober for, for a long time now doing great. And I mean, struggling all the time, but we all are, you know, and you know, we're struggling together. So it's, it's been good. I love, I love that you've been able to step in and help them help him and, and, and just employing other veterans and and doing your thing. It's as I listen to you share this, there's a conversation that I just had. I, I literally just did. And it was, you know, I, I laugh only because there's no way you could have known that these conversations were happening because you weren't a part of it, but it was so similar. And then to me, that just means it's real. It validates it that I mean, this, this person literally said, we get out and we lose our discipline. We stop working out like almost immediately. We just stop working really? out. We stop doing. Yeah. He literally, like, he, yeah. he said, he's like the first thing to go is the discipline. Whereas we work out every day in the military, but the moment we get out, we yeah. stop, we lose that. And it was kind of like, how come? Mm-hmm. And then stepping up, having these conversations and, and just loved and, and appreciated. I don't want to take away from his, but I, I love that you shared that because it's just real. You know, it's a real thing that, that we're in charge of our own lives, that we have to step up. We have to step in or else we're going to be suffering forever. I mean, it's, it's unless we do something, unless we step into it, it's, it's going to be tough. And hopefully there's somebody like you that's going to step in. And, and if you know anybody, if you're in a good space... I would definitely challenge you to step in and see who you can help out. Uh, what's been the impact of just thinking about it? I know you, you've been seeking your own passion, your own purpose in life. Uh, what have you been discovering with that? Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, honestly, selfishly, it's, it's good for business, right? I mean, I have a, you know, a, a loyal, extremely loyal person, you know, that, mm-hmm. that of course I can rely on forever, but you know, it reciprocates because he can rely on me and, and we built that trust and that relationship right. even further than, than the Marine Corps, you know, and every veteran that I, you know, that I interview the number one thing I always ask him, I say, you know, what do you miss? It's like, oh, I'm, I miss the camaraderie, man. I miss my friends. I miss doing, you know, doing things with, with my boys. And, and I mean, if you put us all in the same room together, we're going to find something in common. It doesn't matter where you came from, you know, what you've done. If you could have been the biggest pogue or the biggest badass in the world, you know, you're going to find commonalities and you're going to, you're going to love each other for it. And what that's done for me, man, is just kind of given me a vision of, I like being around it, you know, and I like, like being able to help all of us around it and give each other an avenue to come out and, you know, maybe shoot, maybe the next guy I hired, he opens up about something he's never opened up to anybody about because he sees the atmosphere that we work in, you know, and, and the, the way he can relate to everybody, you know, that's, that's a big, strong thing. We don't ever talk about the things we have to talk about, but you know, sometimes you're, you're tiling a bathroom wall together and it's late at night and you're like, F it, let's get this done. That's when you start talking about stuff. And when you start relating again, the exact same way that you were relating when you were freaking on watch for nine damn hours and you're like dude this <laughs> sucks why are we doing this and you just start yep. relating and and making fun of the situation and coming into this new well screw it man we got to be here anyways you know what why not make it something worthwhile and make it um good so 
what it's done for me personally is just kind of taken me into a new a new location in my head that's just kind of given me a, a repurpose of something that I didn't really see was there. It wasn't really tangible for me. You know, I've always wanted to build this company, but it's like, oh, cool. I'm going to build another construction company, you know, and we're going to do great work and blah, 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 which is fine. But now it's given me this added kind of, you know, carrot that it's like, hey, you can do that, but you can also help and, and mold and mend and, and make this a company that's like, hey, man, like veterans get out every day. You know, they, they get out. People talk. People are friends. They're hardworking always. You know, there's less than others, but loyalty and, and you know, most of them aren't, you know, too crazy uh, in the in the world of drugs and things like that. Right. So you can yeah, kind of oh, yeah. trust them. So it's just kind of given me this new vision of, of you know, not only can I help build this business, but I can also help build this culture, I can give back to all of us as veterans who are looking for something that isn't there in a nine to five, you know, job. I mean, a guy that I just hired is working at freaking coffee bean. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, what, what are you doing there, man? Are you, are, do you like it? Do you like making coffee? No, I hate it, man, but it pays the bills. So, yeah. Dude, do something about it. You know, that's, Let's make this better for you. Let's give you a little bit more of a rewarding place to be. So I think I think it's given me a new passion for for building this a little bit differently than what I thought it was when I started. Uh, I'd love to hear that because you are doing some amazing things. And I think you found it right here. And I think that's a really cool thing that it doesn't have to be uh, somewhere else. It doesn't have to be away from your, your family. That it, that it can be right here with purpose and passion. So, man, I love it. Thank you so much for jumping in and sharing your story. Man, I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you, man. It's, it's a good time. I appreciate what you're doing as well, dude. It's uh, it was good to learn those things. So, I'm learning a ton from just people like you stepping in and sharing, and and uh, I feel just privileged to talk to some great people. So, thank you very much, Evan. Till next time. One million veterans. Empowering 1 million veterans is my mission. My name is Thad David, and if you like this mission or this podcast, there's a few things you could do to help me out. And number one is just leave a five-star review and let the world know that you enjoyed this show. Number two, follow or subscribe the show wherever you're watching. And number three, share it with as many people as you think would find value in it. Now, if you have direct feedback for me, or if there's anything that I can do to personally help you out, please reach out to me directly at victoriousveteranproject at gmail.com. I truly look forward to hearing from you. Conquer today.